Welcome to issue number four of Four Guys in a Comic. In this issue, we have Secret Wars Masters of Kung Fu artist Dalibor Salachek. I'm Kaden. With us also is Red Skull, Rusty Surfer, and leading us off, Nova. Yeah, well, I just wanted to thank you again for doing this with us. Thank you. Um, my first question is, uh, what is it like working long distance with people in America? Uh, well, it's not really a problem since there's internet, you know, because it's, you know, you can instantly communicate with anyone. So it's really, the distance really doesn't matter anymore. When you feel the distance is uh, the time difference. You know, we, over here, we're six hours ahead of you, which is always good when, when there are tight deadlines, you know, I always have an extra six hours. <laughs> so actually it's good. But you know, uh, when I when I was hoping to to start the career, which was like uh, I don't know late nineties, when there was no internet and, and anyway it wasn't widespread as it is today, that was a bit of a problem you know, to communicate to communicate with anyone who is away from my house. <laughs> but uh, but nowadays it, it it doesn't really matter. It's it's all great. You know, long live internet. That's all I can say. You mentioned your work in the 90s and stuff. What comic series got you interested in working with comics and art? Uh, well, I always did like comics, you know, as a kid. And I was always uh, attracted to uh, superhero comics. And my childhood dream was always to work uh, Marvel or, or DC, well, actually, you know, growing up in, in, in former Yugoslavia, and if you remember that socialist country in mid-Europe, yeah. uh, we were aware only of Marvel and DC. There was really no information of anything else. But my childhood's dream was always to work exactly what I do now, to, to work for Marvel. And uh, But, you know, growing up where I did grow up, uh, comics were always something that you should grow out of in time. You know, as you grow up, you should really leave comics and do something serious with your life. And the pressure, the pressure of, of my surrounding, my family that is, and I don't know, friends, relatives, whatever, was pretty much pretty hard. And I was uh, broomed to be a musician, actually. And finally, in 1990, when Yugoslavia was falling apart and the market was opening up a bit uh, to anything that comes from abroad, that was the first time that I stumbled upon insignificant little comic book by someone completely irrelevant, which is uh, Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. I'm <laughs> joking. Right? And when I read that comic... Uh, as I read it, it my, my only impression after reading that comic was, this cannot be something you grow out of. This is what it's supposed to be. This is, you know, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to play. This is what I will do. And, you know, screw you all. I'm going to be making my career in comic books. So th that's the, the turning point. Uh, my life was pretty much set and, and focused in completely different directions. So it took me a little time to get back on track as a comic book artist. But uh, that, that was the turning point. So Dark Knight Returns was the comic book that really got me, you know, on my track. Very cool. Very cool. That is very cool. So Dark Knight got you started. You know, Frank Miller was something like he was your 
inspiration in many ways. Um, but I was wondering, is there any like current artists that help inspire your style at all? There are people that I admire and, uh, well, okay, let, let's put it this way. I was as a, as a student of drawing, you know, as, mm-hmm. as someone who was learning how to draw, how to draw comics in particular, I was pretty much lazy, you know, lazy in, uh, looking at the work of other great artists. There, there were some artists that I, that I did like and I still like, and I, I will tell you in the end, but I was pretty much lazy in, in mimicking, uh, the graphic solutions of others, you know, or, or uh, the styles of others, which was a mistake, you know, from this point in time. But, uh, as I started to define something that you would might, uh, name it as my style, then I made a conscious effort not to mimicate others because, you know, this is like maybe in some point in time, this is going to be my advantage, you know, my own particular style. But as I grew more ambitious and as I was realizing how much I do not know <laughs> uh, when, when drawing is concerned, I started, you know, looking up to the old masters or current masters that I do admire and did admire. So I'm trying to make it invisible as I steal stuff from those better than me. Hope it doesn't show, <laughs> but I do steal. Uh, you know, I've been looking through some of your older stuff, for instance, like uh, Five Ronin, for example. You know, because you know, you've been doing such a wonderful job with uh, the current series of Master of Kung Fu. Absolutely loving it. And I was thank you so much. This means this means the world to me because this is Shang Chi was you know my my personal hero. I mean Shang Chi first of all Bruce Lee, who still is my hero, and and Shang Chi was the next best thing, right? Going back to Yugoslavia time, you know, dreaming of working actually for Marvel was something impossible, and dreaming of working on Shang Chi was completely impossible. So this is not the dream come true. This is, you know, after this, I might, you know, I may as well die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy that you guys love it. Oh, we absolutely do. It's oh, so yeah, great. And like I was saying, we're talking about the, your style. And I've noticed the change in your art throughout the years, especially, like I said, with Five Ronin being a Kung Fu series that you had worked on. Now the Masters of Kung Fu, I see that there is a change in your style, definitely. Yeah, it is pretty much drastic. Well, the Five Ronin, uh, it was an interesting, interesting period. I was just finishing Hit Monkey. I don't know if you remember that yes. one. You, you, you noticed then that the first issue of, of Hit Monkey was uh, much more similar to, to this that I do today. So that was just one issue. And I don't know, it, 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 it turned out to be pretty good and people were pretty satisfied and they decided to give me a mini of three issues of, uh, three issues of Hit Monkey. And it came in an awkward moment. I was sitting, uh, in a toilet <laughs> and flipping through all, <laughs> That's all, where all the Conan. best ideas come from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you're, when you're trying to give something from yourself physically, you know, that's when ideas <laughs> getting born. <laughs> so anyway, I was flipping, you know, it took some time, <laughs> that particular time in the toilet, and I was flipping through old Conan, Conan the Barbarian or Savage Sword of Conan, I'm not sure anymore. It was by, you know, one of my personal gods, John Bushima, and Alfredo Alcala was the inker. And this Baroque inking of, of you know, uh, cross-hatching and, and drawing everything there is to draw, feathering even the sky itself when it when there are no clouds on it. 
this was like wow this this was like you know like a rediscovery of, of an old master and uh and i decided that this is the way i want to ink and i ink this this uh three issue mini of hit monkey what i believed was an, an alfredo alcala way and as i finished it i realized that i was not near anywhere close from being, I was not even close to being far from Alfredo Alcala, and I was very angry at myself to be so arrogant. But editors seemed to like it, and they given me the five Ronin one episode, right, with the Hulk, and they demanded that I inked it this way, that it would fit, uh, that it would fit this, you know, medieval Japan context perfectly. And that, I must admit, that that came out pretty much better than Kid Monkey, but I was still not, not satisfied with that, and I realized that I should not put myself in the same box with Alfredo Alcala. It will only show how bad I am at inking. So I've kind of uh, given up on it <laughs> for time, and uh, I was and I was starting to to you know. To start to to clean my style, to to clean myself from all the cross hatching and you know focusing on on clear line, clear shape, clear silhouettes, you know, making things very very easy to read, you know, on the eye. And so that brought me here to Shang Chi. Finally, did that make any hey. sense? <laughs> oh no, it does. Oh yeah. It does. Uh, so coming back, uh, idols or artists that I admire. So I'm, I mentioned John Buscema. I grew up on on how to draw comics Marvel way, you know that book probably by Stanley and Joe Buscema, and that there's a one particular example there that that's really haunting me to the date, where he showed. Are you familiar with that book, How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way? You're familiar with that? I, I I've heard of it, but I'll be honest, I have not looked into it. For I myself. have not looked. That's into the, it. that's a Bible for artists. That that's like you know that's a must-have on your shelf. You know, without it. Forget it. That's where John Buscema showed why he's the master that he is. There was this example, it was a chapter of uh, dynamic storytelling. He drew a page of something that was told like, you know, neatly, like everything is clear in storytelling wise. But then he would draw the same page, I mean, the same script, but in a more dynamic way. So the, the scene that got me captivated was like two guys talking in the office. Like it's a blah, blah sequence. Nothing is happening. So he drew it as it was written. And then he drew it the same thing, the way he thinks it should be drawn. Like you have two guys talking, but it's an incredible action drama. And this was like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about. So he's one of my, you know, top five. Then, of course, I mentioned Alfredo Alcala, Bernie Wrightson. Uh, those, those are the guys who are, you know, masters of the mood, especially, especially in the ink stuff. Frank Miller is a master storyteller and, and the design of his pages, you know, the way he, he, he puts the panels together is just mesmerizing. Oh my God, so many. Uh, are you familiar with, uh, Herman Houpin? He's a Belgian artist. Anyway, look him up. H-E-R-M-A-N-N. He's a European artist. He's big time over here. He draws comics as if, you know, as if he has a camera in his head and he's making a movie. That, that's, that's, how, that's how his comics feel. His people, the, the people that he draws, they're pretty much ugly. 
not really appealing. But the way he draws them, you can you can feel how each of them smells. You know, <laughs> when when he draws horses going over the or you know crossing the stream or something, you can hear the water splashing. It's so so captivating. So this is these are the ones I love. They're a bit older than I am. <laughs> Have you heard of a comic book called Black Sod? Look it up, Black Sod. It, it's a guy. He's called Guarnido. He was uh, previous his previous career. He was an animator in Walt Disney Studios, and um, he got himself into comics. He he draws in a way that he uses his characters. They they all have human bodies, but their heads are animal heads. So it's like you know, realistic, funny animals kind of kind of a comics. But he chooses perfectly animals to describe a character of of particular character. You know, the the, the psychological features of, of character he, he does that by using certain animals. It's really it's really perfect. And he is a, he's a great combination of let's say European European richness in, in drawing anything that is possible to draw within a panel, but still not losing this American very dynamic, very fluid storytelling. And I don't know if you know He's the late artist, unfortunately. He's also from Croatia. Uh, Edwin Bukovic. Eddie Bukovic. He did uh, Grendel Tales, Human Targets, and and stuff like that. He's one of our boys. Unfortunately, he died very young. He was 30. Wow. But he's 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 also uh, he's also really rich, really rich artist. I mean, rich in, in uh, what, what I look what what I admire at artists is that. They don't only draw the story; they build the world. You know, so so mm-hmm. with the the the, the settings, the, the the surroundings, the mood, it's very tangible, very convincing. So this is what I hope to achieve one day: this this level of craftsmanship, maybe pretentious a little bit, but you know, that's the name wow. of the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Looking surprised. at uh, what you had mentioned before, now with. Um Edwin, Edwin, uh, yeah, Edwin Bukovic. He's done quite a few things. Okay. He's done a lot of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's uh, the Last Command, Star Wars: The Last Command, and and the Rogue Squadron, X-wing, the, the Rogue Squadron, or something like that. But he's most most famous by this Grendel Tales title he did. Yeah, definitely going to be looking yeah. into that. Yeah. So uh, we wanted to know if there's any upcoming projects you could tell us about. Something you're working well, uh, on. My my coming project is uh, as an ongoing. It's going to be a spin-off or of Secret Wars, 1872, and it will feature Red Wolf as the main character. This is everything I can tell you about it, not because of the secrecy, because I never heard of Red Wolf, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know anything about him. I'm very happy it's going to be a period piece, like you know, Old Wild West. Mm-hmm. And because I, I love drawing animals, I like I love drawing horses, and you know this is something that I can again steal from the old masters. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I'm I'm really intrigued how how that is going to look. I'm going to change my style again. Hopefully they will allow me, because you know the the setting demands it. I I want it to be. I don't know how to describe it. I want it to, I want it to look like an old Western, you know, shot in a modern way. 
Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, with with Red Wolf, I could definitely see that. You know, he's a what a Cheyenne Indian, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, he's an Indian. He's going to be part of this new, all new, all different Marvel. So I really do not know what to expect. But then again, I hope for the best because I really did not expect this type of story for Shang Chi, for Master of Kung Fu. I was, you know, I was, I was expecting it's, it's going to be like a reboot or rewrite or reinterpretation of the old ones. But instead, we got some crazy kung fu hustle story, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the magic and everything. And it's really, you know, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, "Well, this is this is all that I was expecting." But, but then it's really, it's really well written. It's really in, in funny and dynamic, and the pacing is great. Uh, Hyde and Blackwell wrote it. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so I really, Blackman, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Blackman did a great job writing it, and it's just a shame that it's only four issues. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was. I just finished the last page yesterday or the day day before, and it was like I was waiting for my whole life to draw this, and I finally got to do it. And it was this crazy kung fu magic, and I was, you know, battling my my way through it and and finding the ways to to choreograph the sequences and everything. And and then finally, the last page is done. Shit. Now what? Uh, it's over now. now yeah. Die. yeah, I was actually looking at some yeah. of the art that you post on Facebook for number four. It's pretty cool. Yeah, well, you're in for a treat. Issue three is coming, I believe, next week. And issue four, I was I was a little bit worried how he's going to end it, how he's going to wrap it, because it seemed like a pretty long exposition, and I was afraid that, you know, it's going to be a little crowded towards the end, you know, because it's only four issues, but it's really, you know, perfect timing. He did a great job. You guys are going to like it really much. Hide and Black One, FTW. Besides uh, some of the stuff you're working on, what are some uh, other Secret Wars titles that you are currently reading right now or that you like? I'm definitely uh, going to read 1872 because I, I want to know the world that I'm going to participate in. Uh, I read the first issue. It's very interesting. I like the setting. I'm definitely going to, but but I'm a trade kind of guy, you know. Like, you know, I I don't like uh, issue per issue reading. Mm-hmm. I want it all, you know, set together and 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 then read it, you know, in quiet all the way. So I'm looking forward to uh, reading the Secret War itself. You know, also, you know, you you might say blessed because I witness the arts. You know, page by page, because Eva Sfortina, the guy who's coloring it, he works with me right here in the studio. So I see every new page by Esa Ibich, and I see as they're being colored. So it's really intriguing, and they're doing a great job. And I'm really not much familiar with all the other titles because of the, what? Deadlines. So I'm not too much reading, really. And there's just so much Secret Wars that they're pumping out right now, it's kind of hard to keep it up and meet a deadline at the same time. <laughs> but in general, I don't know about the other artists, but in general, as I started actually actually working in comics, I found myself reading less and less comics. Mm-hmm. Because first of all, you this is not something you enjoy as, as, a, as a reader anymore, but uh, something you participate in, and it's taking a lot of your time, a lot of your energy, and everything, you know, your world becomes comics and nothing more. So when I'm not drawing, I'm trying to read something else or do something else. So I'm really reading less and less. 
I I cling to certain authors like uh, Alan Moore. I would read anything by that guy. I was hoping one day maybe even work on something that he did, but I find it less and less believable today. But uh, this is something that I'll never miss. Frank Miller, of course, I follow him. And and these artists, you know, I pick comics depending on who drew them. And uh, th- this is something that's always, that, that's the first appeal. You know, I, I flip through a mm-hmm. comic and it's it's visually interesting or not. I'm always looking for something to steal. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. So I was going to oh, ask I- you, now that you've reached the pinnacle of, you got your Shang-Chi under your belt, what would be next? What would be the next character that you would love to work on? Well, besides Shang-Chi, my all-time favorite is uh, Superman. But the Superman I like and love is not actually Superman from comics. The, the only the only comic that I really love and, and enjoy reading over and over again is a short story by Alan Moore and uh, David Gibbons. It's called For the Man Who Has Everything. Maybe you know it. It's okay. like, I don't know, Rob, uh, Robin Batman and Wonder Woman are... Uh, visiting Superman in his fortress in solitude, of solitude, and they find him standing there still with a parasite on his chest, you know, and they're trying to to take it over. But this parasite is like he's feeding on the energy of the host, but he is also giving him the memories uh, and the vision of his life the way he would like it. So in this vision of Superman, Krypton never did explode. He had family and. Etc. It's a very interesting story. But the Superman that I love is uh, Superman from Richard Donner movie. Ah, Superman the movie. Yeah, that is Superman for me. And my only term in in working on Superman, I would love to work on Superman, but only if it was my story. Yeah, only mm-hmm. if I wrote it as well. But you know, that's I don't. That's that's a far reach. But in general, I have this, well, it's a characteristic, very interesting. Whatever you give me to draw, I will find something that I love. You know, I will, I will find something in the story that I will fall in love into, and I will do it as best as I can. So basically, I'm a, you might say, a perfect whore. You know, I'll do anything and I'll enjoy it. For instance, Deadpool. When when I first, uh, the first script that I got when, when I was employed by Marvel, it was Deadpool. And my reaction was similar to Red Wolf. Who the hell is this? I never heard of this. And uh, I realized instantly that it's pretty wacky, that it's like, a, even though he himself is a superhero, he's parodying the whole genre in a way. So that made me fall in love with the character. And I, and I, Got to to draw the story uh, that well, it's it's pretty much appreciated even today. Uh, Deadpool kills Marvel Universe. It was written by Colin Bunn. I really loved working on that. That was that was you know similar experience to to Shang Chi stuff I did. I really enjoy that. So you give me anything and I will find a way to enjoy it. There of course there is always a title or two that. You just have to earn your money, earn your pay, because there's <laughs> nothing appealing. But you know, it's the name of the game, uh, and I won't name those titles. Okay, you flip, <laughs> you flip, you flip through my art, and you try to, you know, try to guess. Okay, this is where he suffered. 
but uh, I leave I leave that to you. So you've done pencils, inks, and colors. Which one do you like the no, most? I, I haven't done any, I, I I haven't done any colors. That that's I, no? somewhere someone wrote it, but I, no, I, I have done it. Oh, okay. So between pencils and inks, you you said you gave up on inks, so you prefer pencils now. Pencil work? Yeah, I I've I had to give up on inks uh, for several reasons. Uh, first of all. I'm never really happy how my inked pages turn out. I'm not, you know, my level of, desired level of my skill is not satisfying to me. So I've given up on it just, you know, to give myself time to, well, let's say, think about it, what I would really like it, what I would really have to do to make, you know, the, the picture in my mind to make it as similar as possible to that that comes on a paper, that comes out on a paper. Uh, so I had to, I guess, practice a little bit to, to achieve what I would like my inks to be. And I do not tired with this, but my personal life is pretty much complicated. So I basically do not have time anymore. To uh, to also ink, you know, because uh, inking is uh, at least for me much slower process. And what I really hate is being late. And I don't want to rush things and to meet the deadline. I wanted to, I don't know. I, I take my art my art very personally, so I I want it to look as best as it can. And if I'm not happy with my inks, I want to find an inker who is going to do a better job than I yeah. do. I'm very happy with Goran, Goran Sujika, who is, who is doing Shang-Chi, who's in, he's doing inks in Shang-Chi. He's, he's a really great inker, and he's also a great artist, so he knows what not to ink, even if I have drawn it, you know, <laughs> because it's, it's a different thought process, and he knows what to add, even if I haven't drawn it, so, so this is really a perfect combination. Yeah, yeah I, I, I recognize his name from uh, Wonder Woman recently. Yeah, Wonder Woman. He he did some Why the Last Man episodes. Yeah. Uh, Lady Constantine. He did like a lot of stuff for Vertigo. Uh, I don't know if you remember what was it called, Alclonation. He that that was his first big gig for Vertigo, and he was the main artist in that. So he's been around. What are some projects that you are working on outside of comics? Outside of comics, what I'm working on. Uh, well, nothing. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> Is there anything else in life but comics? Comics are. Well, I also right? like. Uh, well, I like kung fu, uh, but uh, I was I was uh, schooled and groomed and and all set to be a musician. So I I'm a university degree clarinet teacher. I worked in uh, I think it's. I don't know how to translate it in English. Like, like sort of a high school for musicians. I worked 10 years as a teacher of clarinet there. So music was always an important part of my life. I was always dreaming of maybe even making a movie or two or, or at least participating in a movie or two. I did some, uh, how do you say, uh, when you give your voice to the cartoon voiceover, voice sorry? acting, voiceover, yeah, well, sorry, yeah, voiceover. I did, I did some voiceovering <laughs> because um, well, my hidden talents is acting, and I was always goofing around in, in, you know, when we were around imitating various characters, various actors, and everything. So, so I was kind of known, you know, 
for that. And there was an opportunity. Uh, there's a production company here in Croatia. It's called Croatia Film. Very imaginative. They did some cartoons like political satire, and they uh, bought some like puppet show for kids. And they were looking for voiceover actors, and uh, I applied, and I I made you know pretty good career in that. My my personal my personal record and my peak in that career was this puppet show that that they just bought. And the producer asked me uh, which character would I like to be in this in this show, and it was I, I loved the show, and it was great. Uh, it was like short episodes, ten minutes long. And uh, I asked, can I try everything? I would like to be every character, like Mel Blanc did in, in yeah. old Warner Brothers cartoons. And she said, well, let's try it. And I did it. It was great. And uh, uh, when when the show was done, she counted, the producer, she counted uh, all the characters that I did. And it was like over 150 characters or something like that. Oh, wow. uh, so that's also in my biography. But, you know... Always, always, always. So that was a kid's comics, drawing comics. That was it for me. And some, some even say that this is my, this is one of my least talents. And I, you know, strangely picked that one to make it a career. <laughs> but, uh, but that, that's what I love. That's what I'm in love, you know, visual storytelling. Because when I read the script or, or, or even, I don't know, when, when I read the book or anything, I think in pictures, you know. I think in visuals, and and this is this is this is who I am. I I like to tell stories through images. Well, Delaware, I want to thank you so much. Unfortunately, we're running out of time here for the podcast, and I just want to thank mm-hmm. you so much for uh, agreeing to join us today. It's just been just a pleasure. Thank you guys happening. for giving me for giving me attention, and I'm sorry about the time difference. I know it's very late over there. We can start work early. <laughs> but no, yeah. thank you again so much. And uh, maybe we can give you a call back uh, in, a, in a couple months and we can talk about um, Red Wolf. Definitely, definitely. I'll be much smarter then. <laughs> and I really hope that you... First, I really hope that they will allow me this change of style that I that I have planned, and I hope that you will also enjoy it. Oh, we really yeah. look forward to seeing it. Oh, I have a question for you. Oh, please. Aside Shang-Chi, what of my titles did you guys like the best? I had Deadpool killed from Marvel Universe. That was one of my favorites that you did. Yeah, I may have to think that way myself. That was really good. That was, I did enjoy that. I'm going to go out and say Dexter. I really enjoyed that. Dexter? You yeah. enjoyed Dexter? Yeah, it wasn't, uh, um, I like the show. It, uh, it, it wasn't at least, at least, well, at least in, in a comic book audience, it, it wasn't, it wasn't read that much, you know. Yeah, uh, I looked up the sales, and it was really not a really popular title. But I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it. I also see that you oh, did yeah. um, Act Two of Empire of the Dead. I read Act One, but never kept going, so I will check that out now. But all in all, I have to say, Master of Kung Fu, I really enjoyed. You know, I'm actually looking at the computer right now. I see uh, one of your uh, on was it spelled splash page comic art. I'm looking at one of your uh, panels right now uh, that's up for sale. <laughs> it's like, Ooh, do I have the six hundred dollars for that or not? <laughs> <laughs> Threaten the guy to give you a discount, and I'll kung fu the shit out of him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
Well, I'm I'm really glad you enjoyed it because this is my dream come true, and and it would be the worst possible scenario was, you know, to to make it not likable. <laughs> well, it definitely. So uh, I'm really glad you're doing it. Well, thank. You. Definitely, if you don't mind, we'd like to give you a call back in the future. We can talk about Red Wolf and a few other items. Okay. Okay. There's great. There's never enough to. time to talk with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again so much for your time. I really, really, truly appreciate it. All of us here do. Yes, we do. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. Much. Thank you, guys. We hope that you have a great rest of your day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be busy, but it's going to be great. Thank you. Thank okay. you, guys. You have a good evening. Have some fun. I Don't like drink you. too much. Talk to you soon, guys. Okay, guys. Right. Thank Take you. Care. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check us out on Facebook for comic book reviews, Twitter for random comic facts, and fourguysinacomic.com. Tune in next week when we deal with a guy we all know who likes to talk to fish. Excelsior! Excelsior.